Hi, this is Will from the Legends TV Talk podcast. Just prior to recording tonight, the news was released that Stan Lee, beloved creator of Marvel Comics, has passed away. We wanted to take a moment to dedicate this episode to him and to all the fans out there who miss him. Excelsior. And now on with the show. For the last two and a half seasons, we've been working each week to come up with interesting and awesome intros. We've talked about ourselves, the legends, the TV show, the podcast, and God help us, even Bo York. We've gone meta in a million different ways, and you know, the Legends of Tomorrow doesn't even do this announcement anymore. Yet here we are, week after week, running pithy and awesome dialogue, talking about how awesome our show is. We And we always end with... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Will, and I wrote this mess. And this is Legends TV Talk. Gentlemen, I come to you today bearing bad news. Oh, did we get canceled? The myth. No, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, yes, I think this is appropriate. Um, the Sorry. man, the myth, the legend, uh, Stan Lee has passed away today. Uh, we're recording yeah. this on Monday, uh, November 12th, so this is literally the day it happened. And, uh, yes. yeah, uh, it's uh, reverberations of grief and sadness all across, not just the geek world, but uh, pretty much everywhere. Damn. So, yeah, I was... Well, he was, he was a legend. And believe me, um, when I was writing the intro this week, I almost, like, just was going to be like, we're going to have a moment of silence for the ultimate legend. But then I was like, yeah, and then in a year when people listen to this, they're like, what the hell is this quiet? And then they turn it off, and then they go listen to Flash TV talk. <laughs> I just want that. So, but... Yeah, it's 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 kind of amazing. I I feel you know I think I'm the oldest one of us. So I mean you know I've kind of sure. had. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. You're, Sorry. You're, you're <laughs> jerk. That was no, but I mean I was alive in the '70s and the '80s when he used to do the voiceovers, like for all of the cartoons, like Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. He started every episode. Mm, yeah, I do remember that. So, I mean, it's just like Stan Lee has been like a voice of geekdom and comic books for my generation. Like, and you're, you know, we're in the same generation, kind of, but, you know, like going all the way back. I mean, and I was trying to, I was having this conversation with my daughter this morning, my stepdaughter, and I was just like, hey, you know, Stan Lee died. And she kind of didn't understand, like, why I was, she was kind of making fun of me, actually, because I'm kind of like sad. Yeah. And I'm like, but think about this, okay? This guy. And now I know that he had help. Okay, he had help. But this man created a lot of our pop culture. He mm -hmm. created a billion-dollar movie franchise out of his head. Yeah. So, you know, that alone. Without him, we wouldn't have superhero fatigue right now. Yes. Thank you, Stanley, for superhero fatigue. Honestly, it's it's not. I don't think it's the Marvel movie's fault for superhero fatigue. I think it's uh, a lot of people trying to clamor on and pick up some of the success of the marvel movie franchise uh right. so we have a lot of rush developments and things like that mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was stanley that started it well i mean yes you're, you're right willie had help uh you know we got steve ditka and uh jack kirby and ditko ditko not ditka did i say ditka not related to mike ditka did i say ditka <laughs> <laughs> ditka ditko <laughs> yeah oh, I, I, I watched yeah, the uh the bears the bears sketch on snl so but uh, yes, you know he had help creating these characters, but you know it was his vision and uh, you know his his 
fight against uh, censorship in the comics code and, and things like that, that that really brought comics to where they are today. And, uh, you know, he kind of started the whole making comic book characters be real and be human and have real human emotional problems and, and things like that and kind of like, you know, brought to light through the X-Men uh, historical things. You know, we got like the Vietnam War, civil rights, all of these things. Uh, yeah. By putting them in comic book format kind of brought them to the forefront of the American culture and American pop culture and whatnot and, and the world as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real sad day. It's a, a real great man passed. And, uh, you know, I'm going to watch a bunch of Marvel movies tonight. I might start with Mallrats. You know, I was, I was thinking, thinking of the same thing because that might be my favorite Stanley cameo <laughs> in the history of Stanley cameos. He seems really hung up on superhero sex <laughs> <laughs> The fact that he agreed to do that is just brilliant. That's that's so great. Well, the money. Let's face it. At that point, I mean, this was the mid '90s. I mean, he he had just. I think he had just been edged out of Marvel ah, at that okay. point because they were. So I mean. The fact that Kevin Smith is like, we want to come to Minnesota and do a cameo in my movie. I'm sure he was like, absolutely, sure. believer. Why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, that was a little so, little history lesson about uh, the the OG legend uh, in the comics industry. Kyle say something. Oh yeah, Kyle. Do you want to say something about <laughs> Stanley? I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been hogging this. No, 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 no. Um, I mean, it's it sucks that he's he's passed, but it unfortunately it's I mean it's all a matter of time. Yeah. So I ninety five years, man. Yeah, I know. But but he is with his loved one now, so so that's a that's a little bit comforting. And I mean, I'm I'm glad I got to pay respects. It's <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, I'm I mean, I'm glad I got to see him. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I, I mean, I saw him at a at a convention. So there's that. I mean, he looked he looked healthy then, but yeah. I mean, time. Yeah. But, you know, it was, no, he's going to be missed. Yeah, because he was 95 years old, and, like, you know, you'd see him, and he was always very spry and energetic mm-hmm. and, like, didn't seem like other, you know, actors or actresses or, or, or famous people that you kind of, like, see throughout their years and throughout their career and whatnot. He just always seemed kind of energetic and... He didn't seem old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he was old. I mean, he seemed old, but he didn't seem old. Yeah, yeah. the fact that he was still going to conventions at that age was, was really something. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's hard. I, you know, tip my hat to the man. I mean... I don't think we're going to see his like again. I mean, the closest we came, I think, was 92 with the Image Universe. But, I mean, even that, you know, time has told the tale on that. I mean, it's been, what, 26 years now. And, you know, some of them are still involved. But, I mean, Stan Lee is synonymous with Marvel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and the creators of Image are synonymous with their own stuff. But, I mean, even Jim Lee went and sold his stuff to DC. And, you know, I don't think there's anyone. I don't think we're ever going to see his like again. And it's sad. Yeah. You know, it, it is really sad. So, you know, my thoughts and prayers. Oh, God, it's such a Republican response. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's it's appropriate. You know, my thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers personally go out to his family, his friends, yeah. those who knew him. And, uh, and to the rest of us in the Geek Nation, because, I mean, we are we are we were his family in a way as well. He really did. He was in this for the fans. So, you know, and the money. Don't kid yourself about the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, press uh, F to pay respects and watch mm-hmm. a Marvel yes. movie. Yes. Go watch a Marvel movie and go watch Mallrats around. If you can't bear to watch Mallrats, and there are people who can't. First of all, you're crazy because Kevin Smith movies are amazing. But And you're listening to a geeky podcast. So i got to figure this is going to fall in your wheelhouse a little bit. The Venn yeah. diagram but, of people that would listen to our podcast and watch these shows <laughs> and the people that would watch Mall, Mallrats are practically a circle. <laughs> 
Yeah. So feel free. Trust me. This is you know worthwhile. It's dated as hell, but yeah. his his appearance about two thirds of the way through the movie, he comes in and actually turns the whole story around. He becomes like the the event that kind of takes the story to the to the climax. Um, highly recommend it. He's wonderful in it, and he you know got he answers the big question beard. we've all asked. <laughs> yes. Well, he answered, He doesn't answer the question we've all asked, but I mean, he gets asked the question that we would ask, which is about Mister Fantastic and the Things thing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a sad day, and uh, it is. Yeah, and so you know, but we press on. We press on, and mm-hmm. we, we've had a little brief history lesson there about Stanley, and now I think it's time for a history lesson. And now, gentle listener. It is time for a history lesson on Legends TV Talk. All right, we got Season 4, Episode 3, Dancing Queen. This one was directed by Kristen Wendell, and it was written by James Egan and Morgan Faust. And uh, Kyle, how about you tell us what happened this episode? The team tracks another magical fugitive to London with a new punk rock band favored by the Queen called The Smell. John hypothesizes that the fugitive is a leprechaun and it is posing as a member of the band. The team attempts to to scope out The Smell with Ray earning their trust by stealing one of the Queen's prized corgis and discovers the leprechaun is the band's lead singer Charlie, who turns out to be a shapeshifter. (laughs) <laughs> Fearing imprisonment, Charlie knocks Ray unconscious, despite him prepping to defend her, and steals his Adam suit, using it to try and kill Sarah, Zari, Mick, and Constantine when they attempt to catch her and banish her to hell. Eventually, Ray wakes up and saves the group by dismembering his suit via voice activation, and Charlie is caught. However, as Constantine attempts to banish her, she shapeshifts to resemble each of them and ending with the Maya while calling them out for not acting like heroes, causing Zari to feel sympathy for it. Out of annoyance, Constantine casts a spell that renders the Charlie unable to shapeshift ever again, leaving her trapped in Amaya's form. They decide to keep her as a prisoner on the Wave Rider. Yet again, another one that doesn't really like merit the uh, <laughs> the surprise gopher noise. But hey, you know it's, we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, editing. Get on that Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no wow. it, it's nuts. I spend like, you know, when I have time before Flash TV talk, I have to go in there and like rewrite the entire thing because it's like just the grammar is terrible. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. But uh, mm-hmm. and, and you can't like it's one thing to read it. And it's another thing to read it out loud because uh, <laughs> your brain like yeah. corrects a lot of those mistakes. But when you're trying to say them out loud, usually that doesn't happen. And so, yeah, I got to fix it. But uh, but yeah. So, Kyle, what do you think Don't about this episode? Cry out loud. Oh, sorry. Well, well, for me, I, I mean, I'm I'm not a whole big like, um, I don't listen to many punk rock bands, so I, again, I know this is fictional, but I didn't like know exactly when punk rock started, so I I always assumed like it was in the 80s and not 70s, so it was weird. Why? I I just I didn't I honestly it was honestly didn't know that. Something like that. I thought everything would happen in the eighties, and nothing like all just rock and roll <laughs> was in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, a backlash to disco culture and stuff like that. It really was seventies. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, the dead Kennedys you had. I mean, to some extent, the Ramones. Uh, these guys are obviously supposed to be the Clash. Yeah. Um, you know, a send up See, of that with Johnny Rocket and all that. And it just, yeah, it, believe me, it was. Here we go, my music geek. This is Will's music geek moment brought to you by Will. Um, the, the punk rock movement of the late 70s was kind of. Don't get me wrong, the music sucked as far as, you know. As far as musicality goes and being a musician, like it's hard sometimes for me to appreciate it. But for raw power and what they were doing and the counterculture and the things that they were creating, hey, you know, good on you. Sid Vicious, all that stuff was what they were doing. So I I dug that part of this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was de- it was not the eighties. It was definitely it and by the by the time it got absorbed in the eighties, it, it there was punk in the eighties. The record companies were like, oh, we can make some money doing this. We should get on this whole punker rocker thing and yeah. put a mohawk on somebody. <laughs> it really it became because it's very it underground kinda, in the seventies, yeah. you know. And then like once as the popularity mm-hmm. increased, of course, you know, you're going to have those corporate interests coming in there saying, "How can we make a dime off this popularity surge and this type of music?" And so, and just just like it happens with every uh, yeah. music type. Yeah, because I mean, I've heard of the Ramones. I've heard of Dead Kennedys. I have one. I have the Ramones' greatest hits on vinyl but otherwise both of them Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sick, well, i saw them live in like 95 so <laughs> uh, but i mean other than that i'm not i don't know many other punk punk bands especially ones that came out of i guess the 70s yeah so well will what was your uh, overall thoughts on this episode I, I, I liked a lot of it. Uh, I had some problems with, again, it's it, the MacGuffin of the week being magic. It does seem kind of, it almost seemed like there wasn't a real point again. Like, they're kind of moving toward, maybe and maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe this new showrunner is moving away from the larger scope uh, as far as the season goes to smaller insular episodes. Okay, I can get on that. But... It just seemed like there was a little bit of, you know, it seemed like the MacGuffin of the week was used to just bring Maisie back to the Wave Rider Mm -hmm. and let her use her British accent because I really get the feeling she didn't like doing the American. (laughs) So, but it was definitely, I I loved, I loved the idea. I I loved the Queen stuff and all of that, but it was, it was overall, it was okay. It just wasn't anything like if I go back to rewatch this season. I'm liable to skip this episode, to be quite honest. And that's kind of maybe how I'm going to go forward for the rest of the year is, like, if I go back to watch this season, how likely am I to watch this episode? Or am I to be like, eh, this is one we can kind of miss. You know, "Eh, this girl's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of, like, expecting, like, Constantine to do something with his, you know, music that he did with his punk band. Yeah. But, nope, just, just a mention of Mucus Membrane, and that's it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i I, awesome I, I like name. this episode uh will i agree with you though i think they're they are trying to move away from like a giant central kind of like storyline thing and go with these individual episodes because it seems like what they've been trying to do is sort of input like not necessarily a lesson or like a moral kind of teaching in every episode but it, it seems like they're kind of doing something like that like you know last week's was uh you know uh Pinning like pinning up your aggression and like pushing it down just never leads to good things, uh, as we saw with uh, you know uh, Zari like trying to kill the Puritan guys and all that kind of stuff. And I think this episode it was more of a uh, don't judge a ray 
or magical creature by its cover sort of thing. Wheel uh, of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Moral number three. And the moral of today's story is... Elvis lives on in our hearts, in his music, and in a trailer park outside Milwaukee. I'm speechless. Something gets your eyes here, doesn't it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And because uh, this, this is like I'm an totally issue. I'm totally going to find that bump, by the way. Instead of me saying it. Yeah, we'll have a bump before, you know, we'll have a bump for the, the morality lesson of this of this episode. That works. I like it. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but like it, 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 it feels like that's kind of what they're going, where they're going with this. Uh, and that's one thing that I'm kind of glad that they're doing, uh, especially when, you know, we had our first two monsters or magical creatures were very much like, yes, these things need to go back to hell because they're murderous mm-hmm. psychopaths. Uh, and in this situation, you know, the the idea is like, oh, well, we just got to save the timeline, whatever, throw them in hell. And it's kind of like in The Flash in the earlier seasons when they would just put the bad guys in the pipeline just without, you know, due process. Due process. Or, <laughs> yeah, they would, just, they would just imprison them indefinitely. And, uh, <laughs> like, I was starting to get that, that feeling with this where they're just going to go, everyone, they're just going to send them to hell no matter what. And it was really nice to kind of see them sort of deal with that and, and uh, that, that the concept of, like, not every one of these magical creatures necessarily is this evil thing that we have to banish to hell. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was kind of neat. And I, I like the fact that they're doing that and they're addressing the whole, you know, the pipeline kind of scenario that they have with hell. And uh, plus this episode had corgis, so I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they said something about corgis, I'm like, oh, Belle's going to like this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I need to get a tattoo of a corgi with a mohawk now. <laughs> I think. Uh, that is a pretty sweet tattoo. Right. Yeah. What is that? It's a corgi. <laughs> You've lost it. <laughs> but yeah, we had a couple, uh, two storylines here uh, going on, it seems. Uh, and there's a, a couple different interesting things, like interactions between Constantine and uh, Mick. And that was kind of interesting to watch. But the, the, the main plot line here was to try to infiltrate the group The Smell to find out which one of those characters was magical. And uh, it was it was kind of funny. I like the little gag they threw in there about the rice and them like ragging on the yeah. dude. <laughs> Which, what do you think I'm a leprechaun? Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know the leprechaun, leprechauns had to count rice grains. I, I wasn't. I didn't aware. know that. All either. I could think. It- I, I didn't either. The only thing I could think of is like throwing shoes at it, which was like the end of the movie Leprechaun, where, you know, they threw like a thousand shoes out. The guy's just like, one of my favorite parts where he's like, I have to shite. Oh, they, he, like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember how like in the in the, the first Leprechaun, the one with Jennifer Aniston in it. Uh, did they run him over yeah, with a lawnmower? They had to shite. They threw like 200 shoes. Yeah. But to distract him, they threw all these shoes on the ground and he has to shine each one of them. And at one point he turns to the camera and he just gives a face like, (laughs) that's funny. It's classic. It's one of those classic stupid slasher eighties, dumb, or was that nineties? It might've been 90, but even still. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Aniston, but great. So it might've been late eighties, but uh, yeah, late eighties. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I just thought that was great throwing in the little folklore bits there. And clearly like not all of the folklore bits are real and work mm-hmm. <laughs> right so there there's a lesson to be learned there that's not a moral lesson but it's a lesson nonetheless uh and so of course the the most unassuming member of the legends is the one who has decided to infiltrate this group and uh <laughs> who, who saw that coming I, I didn't think ray would be the who's, one to who's to the most there. american 
out of all of this is going to join a punk rock band who's yeah. British. Yeah. The one mm. who is, yeah. is the least punk out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Totally. But, you know, he had who some help. Needs a haircut. Team. Needs a haircut. <laughs> I'm over his long hair. <laughs> Well, no, Go back and, to season one, and he had short hair. Go back to that. Yeah, and, and that's it's funny because Mick still calls him haircut, and he, yeah, he, he needs one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a double entendre there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's now just funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, they they, they get, uh, Ray gets a little help from the team as far as you know stealing the corgis and getting in with the team uh, or with the with the band, and so. That was uh, that was a little fun thing there. I, I liked seeing a bunch of corgis on screen because I have a corgi. And I think he's he's over there somewhere. I don't know where he is, but otherwise I would have grabbed him and pooping on your rug. No, uh, probably no. Yeah, he actually threw up last <laughs> night, but uh, he was oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it was like in the middle of the, middle of the night. I hear this like herking noise, and then I hear a bunch of licking, and he cleaned up after. Oh, so, yeah, it's really gross. But uh, hey, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, at first I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to get up and clean up puke. And then I heard him looking it up, and I'm like, okay, cool, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't have to clean that up now. Because I don't even know where it is. Like, he, he did that good of a job. Oh, yeah, your dog did the same thing? No, I, um, I don't have a dog anymore. I know. I, 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 she I, died in the off season. Thank I, you for I meant that. to say wow, did. Man. I'm sorry. I thought you said your dog. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. Will. I can't go on any longer. <laughs> I'm just Okay, well, that's good. I'm sorry. That was Wendy. Wendy. Wendy's almost happy. She's like the dog because I mean it was a Yorkie, so she he did have issues. Like she would have issues and pee in the house. And if it's like, oh, it's 31 degrees, I can't go outside ever again. So, haha, suckers. Yeah, and living, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah. So that was tough for her. So she's like, hey, I'm not glad he's dead. She's dead, but uh, I'm glad she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I had to deal with a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, I miss my dog. Yeah. You guys know. Oh, now, now to my dog. Yeah. R.I.P. and peace. Uh, but yes. Moving on Moving to on. something a lot more positive. Yes. Uh, Stan Lee died today. No. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Something more positive. Constantine has a mother. <laughs> yes. Let's yes, talk about the Constantine, Constantine has a mother. Another sad story that we'll transition to here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Constant- wow, this is going great. Yeah, this is just... <laughs> and this- we're losing listeners. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's gone. <laughs> so we, we get a little Constantine backstory, too, which is really, really interesting to see there mm-hmm. because uh, Zari just kind of misses everything and uh, doesn't realize what's going on until it's too late and kind of opens her mouth and it's like, you know, did you... I really, really yeah. shouldn't have said panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and it was it was it was it was fun to see that sort of awkward situation there, where like Zari thinks that he's hitting on this bartender, and it turns out that the bartender is uh, his mom, and he never knew mm-hmm. his mom because his mother died in, died in childbirth, and the bloke at the other end of the bar was his dad, and his dad was a piece of crap, called him killer, uh, which that would be a horrible, horrible thing to nickname a kid. Oh God, yes. whose mother died yeah. in childbirth. Like I couldn't even imagine the psychological damage that would do. Um, but we, we see like a really interesting I don't I don't think this is anything that the legends has ever touched on yet. Uh th- these are like time travel repercussions and like there's you know, we got flash time travel, we got legends time travel. And they seem to be different. Right? Um mm-hmm. Right. Because when Constantine tries and goes to give his dad what did he call it? Manchester Was it a Manchester vasectomy? 
something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think basically he was going to kick him in the balls and uh, prevent mm-hmm. him right. <laughs> prevent him from having uh, from having Constantine. He uh, is unable to do that. He tries to kick him and like teleports back and falls on the floor. Uh, so apparently, like in Legends time travel, you're unable to impact your own cre- like you can't go back in time and kill your grandfather. Right. Uh, so so they they've established those kinds of things. Which um wait. Yes. Didn't we have like a few episodes where somebody almost didn't get born and like yeah, it was wasn't the, like uh It's the Back to the Future episode with Ray, right? Or fi- or yeah, Ray or Firestorm, one of the two. Yeah, it might have even been both. I think that was actually the guy. I think that was the one who threw him across the room. Like he's like teleport. I need you alive for something. Interesting. So you don't think it was a temporal? No, I think it was magical. Ah. What episode are you talking about? What What are we talking? Didn't Ray almost die? Like and not become like Ray? Oh, Ray was alive still. I I was thinking more of Jackson with his dad. Like the Jackson with his dad. That had nothing to do with magic. Well, oh, yeah, I didn't have anything no, to do with I'm magic, saying... but yeah, Will Will's saying that the the fact that he teleported behind him was the the entity that is uh, chasing after Constantine wanted him alive, so he didn't let him not. Create... Oh no, I think it's I think it's just their their view on time travel and pe- grandfather paradox. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to go back and kind of rewatch some episodes or read some summaries or something like that to see because I'm mm-hmm. curious if they've changed right. that. Right? Uh, I, I'm I'm really interested to see what? if it's like a retcon of sorts in their own time travel rules it might be but i also think this is the first time they've talked about you know kicking anyone in the balls and then (laughs) doing anything like that could um do anything about like your own existence yes so i think that yeah which was cool this this whole thing about him just teleporting back was awesome thinking that he that that his dad that he was going to kick his dad in the balls, and then his dad fighting him, which I'm sure he was used to because yeah. he's a drunk. Yeah, Not but you know, all, all he, people are like that. Yeah, he's never fought his dad as an adult though, so that's you know, yeah, he's still got his butt kicked though, which is mm-hmm. kind of kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so that that was a really neat little side story there, and uh, kind of closing that one out, we had Zari come back and like, you know, you have your cynical Constantine or whatever, and uh, he's he's showing up there and. Uh, uh, when Zari comes over and tries to, uh, you know, console him or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, you're just gonna come here and give me this stupid speech," and she's like, "Nah, that ain't me." And again, we have our another story. It's like, don't judge Azari by their cover, and uh, mm-hmm. she just wants to give him a picture of of his mom, which was very sweet. It was very nice of him. Yeah, to do something that. to remember her by. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah. I would assume he had pictures of her, but you know, not a picture of them together, which is what she right. gave him. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Uh, let's see here. So back to the main plot line. We have Ray in the band infiltrating them. And he finds out that the uh, the one guy is not a leprechaun. It's actually uh, Charlie, who is the magical creature. And she's a shapeshifter. So the idea is that the queen loves this band. It's not actually the queen. It's Charlie. She's shapeshifting into right. the queen in <laughs> order to... Which which is... This is, this is what was interesting to me about that is... Uh, how does the queen not like go? Who's impersonating me and try to find this person? I mean, where's yep. the queen at this point? Plot but, hole. Okay, okay. So that was a plot She's hole. Yeah. Busy making out with Doctor Who, according to the Netflix series. Ooh, interesting. Mm. I didn't. Just, I, don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. She was. Uh, they had this Netflix series about 
The Crown, and it starred Matt Smith. As oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, that's actually a pretty good show. Yeah. My fiance loves it. Oh, yeah? So she loves anything British, except Doctor Who. <laughs> Don't get me started. But that's like the most quintessentially British thing ever. That's the most really British thing too. ever. Aside from Black Adder, which is probably a little bit more British. And Luther. Well, Abfab. Oh, Abfab for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Python. She loves Python. Who doesn't love Python? That's true. I have no idea what you're talking about. Monty Python. What? Oh, Monty Python. Okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. I was about. about to take your game. I'm seriously, I was just close to hitting disconnect right here. I'd be like, you're off the show. I've always I'm ever heard it called Monty Python. Never heard it called just Python. That's why I was just thinking it's something else. We're talking about quintessentially British television and the word Python. You, I, mean, you, you, I mean, you should be able to put two yeah. two together. Come on, come on, come on. Ah, yeah. It's been a it's, long We're day. not talking the programming language, geek boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Please don't fire me. Yeah, you're all fired. <laughs> I swear, this is my first. You're all <laughs> uh, But yeah, so uh, where was I? I was talking about something. We were talking about uh, the British Queen. Yes. The Queen is a fan of the smell, and she's actually the shapeshifter. Yeah, and so that was a little bit of a plot hole there that was, you know, I mean, whatever. Uh, it's not too big of a deal, I guess. But, uh, of course, when Charlie comes out to Ray and says, hey, look, this is what I do, he's like, cool, okay, whatever. And she's like, you're not freaked out? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a time traveler. You know, I, I've fought dinosaurs in central park and a giant time demon when i turn myself into a giant blue stuffed animal and pile drive the demon into oblivion so yeah i've, mm -hmm. I've seen it's, it's no it's no big deal great now that's another one hold on let me get the time stamp on that Twenty nine thirty six. oh yeah we gotta we gotta uh are we gonna are we gonna use the uh the the bird squad i used the strike as i did i used the strike last week for that i used the Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've got to find a better sound, and we'll find something this week. If somebody's got one, feel free to send it to me. But, yes. We should just bleep so. it with other And, of course. Words. That would be funny. Yes. Bleep every other ideal. word that's not. Oh, my gosh. If we can get. No, no, no. I will find a drop of the word Smurf. Oh, yeah. There we go. So that anytime one of us swears, it'll cut to a Smurf. Smurf. I'm down with this. Oh, smart. Because a friend of mine, well, this is going off topic a little bit, <laughs> but bit. in college, and we might have had, if you've watched How I Met Your Mother, you may get this joke, we might have had a few sandwiches. So we were talking about the fact that we think that Smurf is actually the F word. So every time Smurfette and everybody was talking about Smurfing, they were using the F word. And again, at the time, it was hysterical. Now, as a grown man, I understand and see the error of my ways. Um, but, uh, well, yeah. what was it there? So that was a lot funnier in my head. <laughs> no, have you have you seen? It reminds me of the. Uh, this is again very off topic, but uh, it's it's topical to what we're talking about when it comes to Smurfs. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Robot Chicken. Did you see the Robot Chicken Smurf episode? Oh, I can great. say no. It's it's basically like the movie Seven, but with Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what's in the blog <laughs> yeah yeah and so they it's they, they do the head. thing where, where smurf is basically the f word as well and so they they run with that it's oh yeah they... it's it's hilarious it's hilarious uh well i did it in the 90s so we came up with the first and now i'm going to say that robot chicken well there you go and yeah it was like uh uh oh they're like oh man i'm gonna smurf <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah they kind of use smurf for all right i'm gonna have to look this yeah, up yeah yeah me too um uh, so <laughs> So back to Legends TV Talk. This has been Smurf TV Talk. 
uh, brought to you by right. Hanna Barbera. The swear words. Yes, brought to you by the swear <laughs> words. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to our back to the topic at hand here. Uh, we have uh, Charlie. You know, Ray being naive as he is, you know, he, he he's always wanting to look for the good in the people. That's why he released last season's bad guy uh, at the very end by giving her a time stone so she can escape and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go find her own path. Maybe get a path to redemption. And Which we still right, haven't seen her. It had absolutely her. nothing to do with getting his wife another job. No. Yeah. no Which we no, still haven't not. seen her, yet she's a series regular. Yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because, you know. The uh, the actress who played Nora Dark uh, in the last season, which was one of the bad guys, uh, is the actual wife of uh, the actor who plays Ray in this show. And so, yeah, kind of convenient there that he gives her an out to escape prison when she is now a season regular on this show. Do I smell nepotism? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, yes. Hey, it's Hollywood. So what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> at least she at least she wasn't Lois Lane in Superman Returns. That was Kevin Spacey's nepotism. Anyway, moving on. Wait. Uh, <laughs> What was the relationship there between Kevin Spacey and Lois Lane? They're not they're not related, but him and um, what's her face Bosworth, they did that uh, Bobby Darren movie by the sea. Oh, okay, and they got along famously. They became somewhat close, and so when it came time for Singer to cast Superman Returns, one of the things was you know one of the rumors is that Spacey was like, no, you have to hire this girl. Like I just work with her. She's amazing, and she's you know, and Brian Singer's like, well, you're Kevin Spacey, so. Of course, I'll listen to you. What could possibly go wrong? And then we get her. And then we have just... her kid kill a guy with a piano. Right. Yeah, Superboy. But just picture like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Superman never kills anybody. His kid... But his son. His son kills a guy with a piano. Son. But, right. yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so, Ray has joined the band. Uh, he has basically... Charlie's opened up to him and uh, let him know that she was in prison i'm guessing the prison that they were referring to is some kind of magical prison presumably hell i don't know mm-hmm. uh because she seems to not want to go back there uh back to prison and the prison they're trying to put her in is hell uh so so yeah and so so ray uh you know being the what do you want to call him the 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 nice guy the boy scout yeah the boy scout you know it's like well i want to give her a second chance and see what we can do about that and of course so he dons his adam suit uh, to try to repel his friends who are coming in to capture her. And since she's a shapeshifter, she just knocks him out and takes his shape with the suit on and starts fighting the legends, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought Ray was going out there at first. Uh, just to kind of like, Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, they threw me on that, which was interesting. And so the look which in his good, face... Which is good. Yeah, it was. Like, the look in his face was was one that didn't seem very Ray, which is, you know, a great part on a... Gosh, why can I not remember his name right now? Brandon, Brandon Ralph. Ralph. There we go. I was going to say Brendan Ray, and I was like, no, this is not home movies. Um, or Brendan Small. <laughs> but yeah, so so Brendan Ruth did a, Ralph did a really good job, uh, kind of like, because we're so used to seeing this typical Ray face, and then that was not the typical Ray face. That was like, I'm going to murder you, Ray. Uh, and so, yeah, the, she, she goes out, uh, Charlie as Ray, to defeat the rest of the team, and uh, she is... Unable to do so because Ray comes out and deactivates the Atom suit, and then the and we get our first plot hole. Yes, well, second plot hole because the Queen was the first one. Right, right. The Queen. Like I kind of want to know. Okay, you're in 1970s Britain. How the heck do you know how to put on Ray's suit? And if you know how to put it on, when Ray deactivated it later, we'll get to that. 
How do you not just reactivate it with the same voice? You have the same timber of voice. You you are his shape. Maybe she didn't know the Maybe, command. yeah. Right, but then how'd she get it on in the first That's place? what I don't know, and that's what I was thinking about, and that's why I thought that it was Ray at the beginning, because, like, it right. makes sense. And she's a magical creature. It could, well, no, because the suit actually came off. I was thinking maybe she shapeshifted into the form of the suit. Yeah. But and, so that maybe. would convey that kind of power, and then we would see, it would have been interesting if there were two Rays in two suits. One being magical, you know, Charlie, mm-hmm. and one being regular Ray, and they kind of, you know, did that, but uh, that apparently wasn't the case. Yeah, how did you? I'm get sure. The suit on? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was in his miniature form. It went up. He tried to put it on. She stopped him, and then started going away. Oh. Okay. But he was in the suit when he came out of the the curtain. Right, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Maybe she was like, oh, cool. How do you put that on? And he's like, oh, simple. You just say this. And so she goes, wait, and just smacks him in the head and then takes it. Could be. More head cam. That would have to be it. Well, but then why not say it after he says Adam suit disassemble? Because my guess with that is when you say Adam suit disassemble, it's just like inert until he says another magical keyword in, in order to bring it back. But that's my guess. I don't know. I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Head cannon accepted. Survey says... We're going for Take the X. Out. We're going for the X. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing this doesn't really help you guys anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my, yeah, this is another sidetrack, but I'm sorry. We're doing all these family feud noises. And uh, my favorite thing is when um, there's a question and one of the answers is, you know, related to human anatomy. And just the look on Steve Harvey's face. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so, yes, and now we are down to the, the climax of the episode, and this is where the legends uh, have... Well, we also, had, we also had a callback to season three about the disco scene. That's true. We need to talk about that, too. That, that was really, really neat. The, uh, I, I had almost forgotten about that episode, and uh, that's kind of how Charlie figured out that Ray wasn't who he said he was. That, yeah. Yeah, and, and so that was, that was kind of neat. Um, seeing the, the, the newspaper that actually like, you know, made it internationally, this, <laughs> this disco competition. Um, so that was kind of cool. I like that they're throwing back to their earlier seasons. I'm glad they haven't thrown mm-hmm. back to season one though. So that's, that's good. Oh, if we throw back to season one, we get the Hawks and we get Captain Cold. So, and Firestorm again. So let's do it. Well, as long as we get uh, Captain Cold, I mean, the Hawks were okay. Um, but yeah, I liked Captain Cold in season one. That was the best. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, so now here we are at the end, uh, Constantine's trying to open a portal hell and, uh, Charlie is using the team against them by basically saying, uh, you know, you're, you're just going to throw me in prison without any kind of rationale for it whatsoever. Uh, where's the justice in that? You know, um, I forget what she said to each team member. Does anybody remember that they were all monsters? Oh, they only monsters here are you basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And so and then they end on end on Amaya because Ray was like, "Oh, Amaya's our conscious moral conscious, compass, right? Moral compass." And then everyone just stops what they're doing because, yeah, they, except for Constantine when he's like, "I'm keeping this open as long as I can. You guys are just stuck here. Do something." Yeah, yeah. Constantine's like, "I don't know who that is, so I don't really care." <laughs> yeah, but uh, obviously there's some, some profound impact on the rest of the team. And mm-hmm. so, uh, 
Turns it's like, out it's like everyone. It's like everyone's like, "Oh, she died." No, she didn't. Technically, she does, but she's not dead. We can always go back and see her whenever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and you know, there, there's I guess there's the third plot line here we haven't really talked about, which was uh, uh, Gary and Nate are now time bros. Yeah. So we gotta time we gotta bros. yeah. Before before we draw everything to a close here, we should probably talk about Gary and Nate being time bros and uh, the mission that they went on to go and capture a. Or I guess resolve another magical thing in the in the Pleistocene, Pleistocene, what era was it? Something before the Jurassic period. It was a long ass time ago. Right. Yeah, and right. I mean, round one I was. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a little, <laughs> bit, little, bit, little bit after you were born. Will. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the one thing with that that uh, you know, me being a you know nerd, I wanted to be a paleontologist up until eleventh grade. Um, differences in the atmosphere, differences in things like that were uh, abundant in in those times, and so it's kind of interesting that that Nate and Gary were able to walk around there without any sort of uh, um, problems whatsoever. Protection. Because it, it, I, I believe that was the time when oxygen levels were a lot higher, which allowed insects to grow a lot bigger. Uh, the atmosphere was denser, and as we all know, oxygen gets you high, and so like the more oxygen there is in, uh, in concentration in the atmosphere, the more you fork, the effects you feel. Um, mm-hmm. and they didn't wear respirators or anything, but you know, and that's, that's neither here nor there. That's just me science nerding out for a second. Uh, I was, I was disappointed. Sense. Maybe do what? Maybe there's something in Gary's time watch that allows him to, to breathe the air, but that's just grasping at straws here. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, the, 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 if, if you time travel and you have the ability to do that, I'm sure you have the ability to protect yourself from, uh, against the environments mm-hmm. you're time traveling to. So yeah, I'll. I'll give you that one, Kyle, for your for your head cannon. As long as it's not space. Yeah, yeah, because you can't like time travel, you know, nine billion years ago when there was just a giant supernova remnant in this solar mm-hmm. system and expect to survive there. Probably not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yes, yeah, so we had Gary and uh, Nate uh, are getting closer here. They're talking about breakups with Nate and Amaya and with Gary and Constantine. And <laughs> which the Gary the Gary Constantine relationship is just funny. It seems like Gary uh, <laughs> was way more into that than than Constantine was. He's like oh, Constantine. Put, putting a lot more emphasis on it than than Constantine did. But it's always kind of funny to to see that there. Um, I just keep I just keep thinking of Gary as Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, guys, it's me. It's Gary. <laughs> But yeah, it it was uh, it's 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 they they end up like a, they they can't find the magical thing. Uh, they think they solved it somehow or just mm-hmm. resolved it on its own. But it, it just turn- resolved it itself. Yeah. 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 And uh, it turns out though that it was Gary who took a plant from the Pleistocene and brought it to gave to Nate as a an office gift. And it turned out to be like mm-hmm. a little shop of horrors kind of little monster plant. And feed me. Yes. Yes. Now this this was something you know we had talked about this earlier about keeping Nate in the office would prevent them from having to use the uh the steel effect because being commander steel you know he's got the steel right. skin mm-hmm. and uh that's probably an expensive effect to do were you guys thinking that he was going to do the steel effect during this episode yeah yeah i, I would yeah. have assumed that he would have steeled up when that plant came around because all he has to do is just hold on to it as while he's steel nothing will happen to him yeah but they didn't right. show any of that, which is interesting. So, no, and they got well, really messy. I, I've kind of, th- I've kind of thought about this now. 
let's let look at this. Other than um, than Zari's wind effect and Constantine's light show, we didn't have a uh, power. Yeah, we didn't have a uh, uh, mixed gun. Yeah, no, we didn't. We haven't had mixed gun yet this season. We just got Ray shooting stuff tonight. No, we had it in like, the first episode. We have. Okay, did we? Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm I'm just seeing a lot less powers yeah like period like there's a whole lot more of who yeah you know like, like karate and fires right in front of the camera you know that look like I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 mm-hmm. but i mean it's just i've noticed that that it's like the powers have kind of taken a real step down yeah and they've kept Maisie richardson now and she has the totem around her neck but i bet it's not the real totem and i bet it won't have any powers at all and basically nope. we've brought this human nothing who, what is, you know, what can she do? Well, it remains to be seen the ship. if she has powers outside of shape-shifting, right? I um, don't, yeah, I don't, I think all she had was shape-shifting and now that's taken away. Okay, yeah, because yeah. Constantine, uh, getting irritated that she was switching forms and convincing them not to throw her into, you know, eternal prison, uh, mm-hmm. took away her ability to, to, to shape-shift in the form of Amaya, who was Nate's love interest who last season left and so now there's this you know the reason why he was off the wave rider like after they kill the plant thing and there's a great callback to the movie the faculty if you guys uh, remember that movie uh where he pulls the handle off the paper cutter to go and kill Mm -hmm. the plant yeah i I love that i was like that's that's a great great faculty callback there i'm sure no one else in the world got that except for us four or three there's three of us and the one person watching or there's three people watching right now nice okay so six yeah six of us um, but anyway, where was I? Talking about the faculty. He goes and he kills the plant, he and Gary. Uh, a couple funny lines in there we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, so the reason why he tells Sarah that he wanted to stay in the office, he finally comes clean about it, and it was because he just doesn't like being on the Wave Rider because that's where he and Amaya were, and that's where they had this relationship, and now that she's gone, it just reminds her of her, reminds him of her. And so he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, but he's like, you know, after the shenanigans they had in the office, you know, he's like, you know, I think I am ready to go back to the ship and go back into the field. But big problem there. Um, now this new magical. We have somebody with your girlfriend's face. <laughs> yeah, who's not your girlfriend, but has your girlfriend's face. Wow. What, what, what is, what is that going to do? Uh, and so talking about that, I, I think, uh, I think it's time for a little speculation. All righty. So, here is what I'm wondering. How, A, how is Nate going to react to seeing the quote Amaya on the Wave Rider? And uh, B, are they going to use this as an excuse to keep Nate off the ship and keep him out of the field? Kyle, what do you think, man? I think it's going to be an excuse to keep him off the Wave Rider for a little bit longer. I mean, he can't just stay in the Time Bureau the whole season. Yeah. I hope not. Um, and Nate's going to react like he's going to run to her and he, she's going to like, like hold him back and say, I'm not who you think I am. So he's not going to take it well. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to take it well either. I think it's I think it's going to be exactly like you're saying. Like he's like, "Oh my god, he's going to be like overwhelmed with it." And like, "Oh, you're back." And she's like, "I don't he's know gonna, who the hell you're talking mm-hmm. about." 
But get off like, me, you! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, soon she, as soon as she starts talking, she's he's gonna be like, "Who? What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're British now. Oh, okay. I can get behind this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so, uh, but see, and here's the thing. Like, I I think you're right. I think it's gonna, you know, they're gonna there's gonna be like at least an episode or two where he's still off the ship, and you know, Sarah's gonna be like, "No, no, no, you're fine. Stay here." And he's gonna be like, "Okay, well, what's the big deal?" And then finally, we're gonna have that interaction. Uh, I, I'm guessing they're going right. to try and hold that off a little bit because we haven't seen Papa Biff. We didn't see in this episode. Uh, and so maybe there's going to be a little bit more right. Papa Biff and Nate interactions uh, before he returns to the Wave Rider. Uh, but, Will, what do you think, man? Um, I actually think that um, they're going to bring him on next yeah? week. Um, yeah, I just I, – and I think he's going to react as, as we've said. I think he's going to react horribly. But I, I think I don't think Legends has never been one to keep it going. Well, I don't think actually no, I don't think Nate's on next week's episode. So it'll probably be in two weeks or after the. Uh, do they go immediately on hiatus after this next episode? Because this is the end of sweeps, or do we have another mm. one or two episodes? Oh, the week I, of the the week of the crossover, we have a crossover. So he'll see her there. Okay, so that'll be when that'll be like the Legends crossover is their special episode. Yeah. because they go back and do a bunch of things, right? Legends of Meow Meow or something, I think it's called, with the crossover yeah. episode. Oh, okay. So it's going to be, yeah. I That's when I think they're going to, they'll see each other, and I do. I think he's going to have a horrible reaction then. He's not. And, you know, it might keep him away from the Wave Rider still a little while longer. I think they like having the ability to kind of cut away for these humorous little the moments. The Nate and Gary time that bros. Wouldn't be a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be appropriate if he was on the yeah. ship. So mm-hmm. that's just my thought. And, and there's more to explore between him and his father's relationship that we haven't really seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're not back, you know, peachy keen. Hey, you know, let's go grab a beer, Dad, and go to the baseball game or whatever. It's Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who aren't aware, uh, Nate Haywood's dad is played by the same actor who plays Biff in Back to the Future. Uh, and so this is just a great 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 opportunity for lots of just funny things like yeah. like that soundbite for example it's just wonderful say hi to your um, mom for me <laughs> and so yeah I, i'm thinking there's going to be a little bit more interaction with uh with papa biff and nate and so i don't think i don't i don't see him mm-hmm. coming back on the ship here for uh for at least two episodes maybe, maybe on the second he'll be yeah. back like you said well like uh the the quote crossover that they're gonna have um, but yeah, I, I think you guys are right. And I, there's also another little piece of speculation that I wanted to see. And this is a, I mean, this is a blink and you miss it moment in the episode. Uh, and I'm trying to remember exactly the context of it, but Constantine's sitting there and he's having kind of like a flashback sort of thing. He's talking, he's talking to Zari after they, after he just got kicked out of the bar. That's right. And he's talking to her about like something is be- something's hunting him. Yeah, a- after he and, and Zari have their kind of like, yeah, their, their little moment or whatever. You know, we see in this flashback there is a uh, a brief flash. And for anyone, anyone who saw the NBC Constantine um, uh, show, you know that Manny was an angel who was played by, oh gosh. He was on Lost. Um, I will look it up real quick while yeah. you continue talking. Uh, angel, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, you get to hear my clicky keyboard. Um, oh, Harold Harold uh, Perrineau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Harold Perrineau plays this character. He was also in the Matrix. I uh, was in Lost. Uh, but we see we see a face, and it's it, 
He was in Oz. He was in Oz. That's right. That's right. That HBO. He was the guy he, in yeah, Oz. the guy in the wheelchair. Um, the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And so we see uh, we see a, a face pop up, and it, it's not it's not Harold Perrineau, but my guess is that it that it's that it's Manny, and that they recast Manny, mm-hmm. and so it is going to be Manny the Angel. Uh, who is is the one who's ultimately hunting him? Uh, I, I thought that was a really very interesting kind of uh, you know maybe it was just maybe it was just a, a throwback you know for for NBC Constantine fans I don't know but I mean it felt like that's kind of the direction they were going with that uh, Kyle what do you think man I think that's the route too I think the, I think they can get around the whole recasting why he's got a different face is just that he chose a new form yeah something that that John hasn't seen before so that's why so he wouldn't recognize him right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm all for the speculation that it's Manny, but I think we're all going to be bummed when we find out it's not him. Yeah, it's going to be some guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all going to be bummed. Oh, shut well, up, Will. Well, for, <laughs> character from a show that only seven of us saw. But yes, you're right. That is we're a lie. That is a lie. Upset. It is. Oh, that is a lie. There was over four million there were viewers. Do- there were literally watched the. Of you. <laughs> That, yeah, but see, that's the thing. There was over three million people that actually watched these that watched the show. So I don't know why it still got canceled. NBC sucks. Um, yeah. Look, I liked NBC's Constantine. I think it was good. I think it'd be great if Manny came back in that capacity. Sure, they're going to mm-hmm. have to explain a lot of stuff. But this is a, this is Legends of Tomorrow. They have to like did they just throw random crap at you and just it sticks because that's the way this show is working. I don't know. It's just it's just a random ridiculous show, and I love it. Um, but but will obviously you don't think that's Manny? Do you do you think that was just some kind of like, whatever kind of thing? I don't know, because I again, how the heck can I know? Because the only Manny I know is like Manny Rivera, who plays base. You know, he plays sport ball down the street. <laughs> but it just it just choosing a character as opposed to creating one of your own, which I'm kind of hoping that's what this is, and maybe it isn't Manny. I mean, he might hearken to it. Maybe he's Manny's brother, but I, I think creating a character, you know, you ha- you can't assume that we've watched just because we, you know, Constantine is on the show that all Legends fans are Constantine fans. And you have not, as I have not watched Constantine, you have not engaged me enough as a fan of this show to find out why this guy is after him, who he is. I'm not having that moment of like, oh, it's gonna be, you know. I'm kind of. Eh. Well, go watch Constantine. You know, it's then. like, <laughs> go watch Constantine. No, go get a subscription. Go think, get the subscription for, for DC show, Universe. Yeah, and watch it. It's worth your time. Well, actually, you know what? Will see. I'll get that. I get that. But I think it's better for our show here that I don't because I could. I think this is a voice no. that is. That should be right. I completely agree. I completely agree. You know? I think mm-hmm. you should watch it, and maybe after this season, go ahead and watch it. But I, 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 sure. I like your opinion. I like your thought on that. Like me and Kyle, having seen the show and having liked the show, uh, have a different mm-hmm. view on these kind of things than than you, representing the viewer who has not seen NBC's Constantine, and so who happens to be. <laughs> like, go on. Yes, you leave Constantine alone, man. <laughs> He's going to send you straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, just straight to hell. One-way ticket, no coming back. I was married for 10 years. Already back. Oh. Got the ticket. It was wonderful. Sorry, Deb, if you're watching, you're still friends. Sick burn. Oh, man. Sick burn. 
But yeah, no, Will, I, I, I think you're right. It's yeah. it's it's going to be good having your not watch Constantine opinion on a lot of this stuff because you know me and Kyle we might be skewed because oh that's cool from the show and you're like I don't know what the hell that's going on because that's not something that I'm familiar with. So, uh, so yeah, that should be cool. That should right. be cool. Um, well, good. Well, good. Uh, yeah. So so from now on. Your homework is to not watch Constantine until this. <laughs> Which is good because I had no intention of doing so. <laughs> maybe this will be. Hey, that'll be another interesting opinion, too. Like, maybe this will make you a convert mm-hmm. getting some of that Constantine backstory. You might be like, hey, I want some more. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's that's bloody likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what is bloody likely. And that is the best segment on this show is up next. And is it where I sing the blues? No, no. Yes. Oh, Wait. It. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's time. I watched the Constantine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I think it's time for Mixed Quote of the Week. It's the Mixed Quote of the Week. All right. We got several this week because this is a pretty good Mick Quote of the Week episode. So, Kyle, mm-hmm. why don't you run them down for us? Why is the weasel running the show? Except haircut. He hasn't broken any rules. You're right. It's like a li- it's it's like a little hanging from someone's neck saying I'm a liar. Oh, it's a little flag. It's a little go flag. ask for the little flag. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's like a little flag hanging from someone's neck saying I'm a liar. Go ask for the corgi. She's not gonna sleep with you. Haircut. You broke her. You fix her. We weasel. Make her not a Maya again. <laughs> so I'm. Split. Well, I know bells. Let's go ask for the corgi. Uh, yeah, my, uh, be, me being, I, I have a corgi and he's awesome. And so I'm gonna say, go ask for the corgi, or she's not gonna sleep with you. Haircut, just because. <laughs> make just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually with you, broker. You fix her, weasel. Make her not a Maya. Again. <laughs> wow. Well, so and so, Kyle, you said you're with the corgi. I know yours. I know yours was go ask for the corgi. Um, but the you broker, you fix you broker, you fix her weasel, make her not a Maya again. But I do, I do like, um, except haircut. He hasn't broken any rules. <laughs> so this is this is a uh, a split You're decision, right? He hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they I all think win. because he has to read it. He gets the he gets the deciding vote. I'm really. okay with that. I do. <laughs> all right, Kyle, you you get to pick this this week's Mick quote of the week. So which one is it? Woo! All right. You broke her. You fix her weasel. Make her not a Maya again. Yes, I'm the winner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you have it. And I don't have to watch Constantine. It's like <laughs> yeah, my best week like, ever. This is like perfect for you. You, you don't have to do anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, Except edit, yeah. put in all the bumps and all that junk. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, now it's time for our our second or third favorite section of the show. One, One of, of our, our favorite. We'll just go with that. It's yeah, political. yeah, yeah. And uh, that is uh, the Nate quote of the week. And so, Will, you're gonna take those away, right? Now it's time for the Nate quote of the week. T Titans. Okay, so two Nate quotes of the week. Uh, first one, just two words. Time. <laughs> Second, uh, Gary, you should probably change your shirt before a vi- or shit. Gary, you should probably change your shirt before a vi- <laughs> shit. 
There's going to be lots of uh, beefs this week. Uh, Gary, you should probably change your shirt before Ava gets back. We can see where your nipple was. Well, I vote that one. Yeah, that's the one I'm going for. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, me as well. So, once again, the winning one is, uh, Gary, you should probably change your shirt before Ava gets back. We can see where your... Shit! (laughs) Gary, you should probably change... Damn it! (laughs) This is probably because I don't like Constantine. All right. um, Gary, you should probably change your shirt before Ava gets back. We can see where your nipple was. And there you have Yay! it. And that's Nate's quote of the week. There you have it. And now I think you know we're, we're going to go ahead and say that mix is the is the favorite section of this show. Uh, but Ross review is a close second, very close second. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's Nate. now time for our Ross review. And if I can. And now it's time for the Ross review on Legends TV Talk. All right, we have a letter from Ross, and uh, you know what? We guys were already at the hour mark, so uh, Ross, we love your your verbosity, verbosity, um, your verbosity, verbosity. Yes, thank you. Um, we love the verbosity. However, we're gonna we're gonna use the editing pen today because we, you know, it's Stanley or Ross, and we love you, Ross. Well, you know, but I mean, we love you, Ross. You're getting but you're bumped no by Stan Lee, so, so that, that's kind of an honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when uh, when Dudley Moore died, I think Prince died the same day or something weird like that. Like you know, but Dudley Moore was important, but yeah. So all right, <laughs> it was something like that. Look up Dudley Moore's death day, and somebody else really, really, really famous died that same day, and you're just like that poor guy. <laughs> like he didn't even get that. <laughs> all right, so Ross's review, and he said. I really enjoyed this episode. I said last week how with the time traveling to 70s London, if we were going to get some of Constantine's backstory, and we did, big time, I enjoyed John and Zari's interactions during the episode, and I'm looking forward to more in the future. And I liked Zari's new totem Fitbit. We could talk about that. Oh, yeah. Hopefully this one won't be so easily removed. It will. It's like the Green Lantern Power (laughs) Ring. It just will be. And he mentions how much he likes Maisie Richardson Sellers being back as a new character. Uh, he's interested to know more about Charlie, her powers, and what her role will be in the Legends. He just hopes they figure out how to get her out of that disco tire by next episode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm sure you can help with that, Ross. Okay, moving on. Real quick. By the way, when Ross writes real quick, it's anything but. Anyway. Real quick, movie's about to start because he was. Oh, he was sitting in Venom. Oh. By the way, that's why he did. Hey, watch our Venom review on uh, panel to screen. Sorry, shameless plug. Yes, absolutely. You should. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. I'm really liking the new Time Bros. Nate and Gary thought their little shop of horrors adventures in the Time Bureau was super funny. Also, that's the third time they've referenced Gary's nipple. Is this a thing now? I officially I think so. yes, it is. I think we're mm-hmm. going to get Gary's nipple every comedy comes week in threes for a while. So. Uh, you know what? It's going to get old real like soon, though. It's it's getting to that point. It's almost to the Buttafuoco level of Letterman in the <laughs> 90s when he would just mention Buttafuoco. <laughs> so, um, finally, speculation. Who's the guy that John saw as a flashback? We talked about that. He's kind of thinking it's also Manny the Angel, and nobody cares. Um, looking forward to next week's Friday the 13th-esque episode and as many Swamp Things references that can be made as possible. There won't be any because of the DC Universe, I think. So. Yeah. I don't think they can reference. I really don't think they can reference Swamp Thing because of the DC Universe. And they can't universe, say though. Man Thing. Oh. The, or they can't say oh, Man Thing, right? they can. 
They can't say man thing, but they're definitely yeah. gonna say so they're definitely gonna say something about swamp thing. Are we gonna say swamp man? You think? No, it's gonna be swamp thing. Swamp ting. <laughs> no, they swamp. Yeah, thang. they can't. Yeah, they can't say man thing because man thing's Marvel. That was their. Right. But they can't say swamp thing, but, right? Because but, they, do they have TV rights for that or? Yes. Uh, DC well, does. I don't know that they could say it because the DC Universe app is doing a swamp oh, that's thing right, show. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so I could see them not wanting to muddy that water, which, you know, one of these days we should talk about Titans because, boy, do I have – I should do a Titans TV <laughs> talk. But besides yeah, that. I haven't watched anything of it yet. It's not horrible. It starts slow. It's getting to something. It's a little weird seeing Dick be dark, but, you know. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't like that dark dick. Jesus. And there goes our. I think we need yeah, to get yeah. out Yeah, I think we're way out of second. time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, here's how. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Legends Talk TV. Uh, that's at Legends Talk TV. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ring That Bell, spelled B E A L L. Uh, you can follow me at CowCrazy89. You can also listen to me on the Atomic Geekdom podcast. And you can follow me on the Twitters at WR Benson. But if 280 characters isn't enough to, uh, to uh, I'm taking that again. But if 280 characters isn't enough to show your love for our show, feel free to email us at legendstvtalk at gmail.com. We also created a Facebook page. You'll be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legendstvtalk. And that's obviously where you'll see us live every week. Exactly. And if you like this show, check out some of the other shows for the DC TV Talk Network. Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, Flash TV Talk, and the iZombie Podcast. And hey, while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review, and we'll even read them on the show. And don't forget, you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player and Google Play, and now introducing Stitcher. And special thanks to Charlie Bach for making the music for our bumps and our outro music. You can check out the rest of his totally awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And as always, you stay classy, true believers. <laughs> <laughs>